0: Welcome to Voices of Impact, a show where dreams and passion meet action and change makers unite. Brought to you by KBL Impact Partners, your catalyst for social change. At KBL Impact Partners, our team has over 75 years of combined nonprofit and corporate expertise dedicated to inspire you and bring you voices leading the social movement. Whether you're a social entrepreneur, a veteran in the nonprofit or corporate sector, or someone with a heart full of dreams to make a difference. This show is your weekly dose of inspiration. We're here to share the stories of visionaries, explore the realms of strategic funding solutions, powerful partnerships, effective board development, and so much more. Imagine a place where each conversation sparks innovation, where every story shared opens the door to new possibilities. KBL Impact Partners is not just about advice, It's about forging enduring partnerships that empower your mission. So get ready for an hour of insightful conversations, transformative ideas, and inspiring stories to ignite your impact to elevate your mission to new heights. This is Voices of Impact, where your mission fuels our dedication to social impact. Together, Let's be the voice of change.
1: And welcome, Kathy and Brad Lampert. We are here today for their inaugural show of Voices of Impact. So welcome. Thank Thank you. you. We're so excited. Excited. I know. I'm so excited to be here. I know. (laughs) Being able to do this with you. So I will introduce myself a little bit. I am Melissa Coleman of uh, It's Your Business radio show. I also have another one called Sage Advice with Melissa, and I mm-hmm. have the honor and pleasure of interviewing both of you on the It's Your Business radio show. Right. And, you know, Kathy and I, when we were talking <laughs> after the show, she's like, I think I need to do radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we are almost, is it a little over a year later? Yeah, a little over a year, right? Uh, wow. All right. So we are here for your inaugural show. And I'm going to let you kind of take it away. And I'm interviewing Kathy and Brad today just to get a feel of what they're going to be bringing to us and how this is going to impact everybody across the U.S. And I think we're in New Zealand and Canada and a few other places. We'll have to double-check with Cleveland. Uh, But I'm going to let you take it away, introduce each of yourselves, and we'll go from there. Awesome.
2: Okay. Well, uh, I'm Brad, this is Kathy Lambert, and uh, we've been on uh, quite a journey over the past 25 years. Uh, We both left the corporate world back in the late 90s, driven by a purpose to help others. And this began with Kathy starting Dress for Success Midwest in 1998, which was the first affiliate to model after Dress for Success New York. A year later in 1999, I started a second nonprofit called Wheels for Success, created to provide reliable transportation to single moms getting into the workforce. In 2001, we merged both organizations and named it Connections to Success. Over the years, we developed an evidence-based model delivered by caring trainers, life coaches, job developers, and mentors. New offices were opened in Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas, giving us a sizable footprint in the Midwest. Today, our holistic model is being replicated by other organizations across the country, assisting thousands of people live better lives. In January 21, after 23 years at Connections to Success, we decided it was time to turn over the reins to new leadership and begin a new chapter in our journey helping others, recognizing the challenges and struggles of building nonprofits from the ground up. We wanted to find a way to share the things we learned in doing this work for 23 years. We believe experience is the best teacher. What if we could find a way to help others get through the learning curve quicker than what it took us? This desire led to the forming of a new business named KBL Impact Partners. Our primary program is a 12 week training named Frame Up for Funding, designed to give nonprofit leaders a proven framework to ignite and diversify their funding and scale their social impact. I'm happy to report that we have just started our 13th cohort and have now served over 60 nonprofits locally, nationally, and internationally. And we're just getting started. Mm -hmm. additionally we offer individual coaching and consulting along with group workshops and retreats
0: that is amazing i know can you believe that (laughs) i know
1: it's like so much and you know just being a little out of practice on the radio i have to say because we're just now getting started again uh we forgot to let everybody know where they can find you once we're up and the show is live. So let's just let everyone know where we are and where they can find you before we get into the meat of this show and what you're going to be doing for everybody. But we are here on My Genre Radio FM. Kathy and Brad's show, Voices of Impact, will be airing at 2 p.m. Central and 3 p.m. Eastern. And also on Valuable Television Network from 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, and then 2 p.m. Mountain Time. And then they're also on Urban Core Television from 3 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, and then 1pm PST time. And that's weekdays. So you can find them in all 100 plus stations in your city on two, that's OTTU Media, under radio and television tabs. So you're going to be everywhere. And in addition to my genre, the way we are working things here with the studio and everything that we're doing here locally, uh, we're going to be across all platforms. So everybody's going to be able to find you everywhere. So there'll never be a shortage of voices of impact <laughs> and Kathy and Brad on the air. Very so, exciting. so this is exciting, but it's really, yes, it is. you know, I just want to wrap back around to all that you shared, Brad. I mean, it's amazing really what you and Kathy have done in our own city, as well as across the nation and what you keep doing, you know, just starting KBL because mm-hmm. that's what, two years old now two and a half two and a half, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah and you know and i love it that you know you went into your next chapter not retiring <laughs> that's <laughs> not in our vocabulary <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine either and you know and i love that i love because i think um you know as we get to that age we right. have so much to offer back to other that's people
0: correct. you're so and right
1: I I just love that. I love that. I think even with the SBA, I mean, those are all retired corporate people that are helping up and coming businesses. And, you know, and you're specializing more in the nonprofit world, right? Or are you also doing corporate too?
0: We're also doing corporate as well. And I think that you really hit something as it's really also helping people to act really to activate them and their passion mm-hmm. and purpose and sharing stories of other nonprofits, of ministries that are <clears throat> happening, especially grassroots, mm-hmm. the people that are on the on the ground that really need others to get involved with them. And then again with companies and helping companies, there's all different kinds of strategies now that companies are looking at on a way to engage their employees too. So what we're really hoping to do with this, with Voices of Impact, is help to bridge the nonprofit and the corporate kind of together Mm -hmm. and really activating people. As you said, you know, there's this generation of baby boomers that are retiring. And there's so much that they can do to Mm -hmm. help give back, to improve our communities, and to help all over, to help people in general. Yes,
1: this is So exciting. So let me ask you, what prompted you to start a new radio show, Voices of Impact?
0: You know, I think that with having, running the nonprofit of connections to success for over 23 years, knowing what it meant to have volunteers engaged with us, knowing, you know, from other organizations. And when we left, You know, connections to success was our community. It was, it was our family, Mm -hmm. and we really, for Brad and I, it was really an um, an act of faith. And so, our transition also was. And going back and thinking, what are we supposed to do? And all the lessons that we've learned throughout all those years, we just really felt that we were impacted to share and to give back to other leaders and to help them with the missions that they've been given. And, you know, there's so many nonprofits and missions that are happening today all over. And we just want to be able to share, as Brad shared, that we've worked in the last two and a half years with over 60 nonprofit organizations. Right. And we want to share their stories. We Mm -hmm. want to have them come and share and also share what's happening with companies and corporations and volunteers and foundations and really give that perspective. How, you know, the social movement, it's not shrinking, it's Mm -hmm. growing Mm -hmm. and and it can grow even bigger by helping all of us to activate people and helping people to really come together for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So our hope is to really pull back that curtain on what's working in the community and helping with showing what the transformation is taking place by partnerships and the role that, you know, different companies and partnerships, even other nonprofits coming together and merging together or collaborating together and what that difference is, and then bringing more stakeholders to the table to help with making that difference and to help them to scale that impact. We would love to see, as you mentioned, too, Voices of Impact really become a movement Mm -hmm. for social change. Right. Right. And really help to bring that awareness and illustrating how it's being done and who is doing it. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm so
1: excited about this show just because having kind of gotten into the nonprofit world, I'm now sitting on right. a board yes. that you were part of and just, <clears throat> you know, having this learning tool, because I right. feel like your show is really going to be a tool for people that are creating nonprofits and you know struggling exactly. in their nonprofits, so I, I'm like so excited yeah. to see what you're going to be sharing and who you're going to be bringing in to talk about this. Like,
0: I know just, it's exciting; it gives me
1: goosebumps. <laughs> we okay. are very excited. Yes, and I know Cleveland. You know, when he and I talked, he he was so thrilled about this show because there's really nothing like this out there talking about this work and. And I don't know about you, but I feel like so many people are starting nonprofits now. Oh, they are! Like it's like the next big thing.
2: New ones are coming on every day.
1: Yes, like I'm just like amazed at how many people
2: are involved
1: in a nonprofit, whether volunteering or starting or on the board, or you know, it's just incredible, right? How purpose-driven people are becoming.
0: Yeah, and I think that there's there's also those challenges. With all the different nonprofits, too, and mm-hmm. being able to help, too. And that's what we're hoping, too, is that we can help people to see, you know what, how can we partner with another organization? And because, as, as we all know, with funding and being able to to run a nonprofit, it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Right. It takes a lot of work. Right.
1: Yeah. No. So I, I'm. So I'm excited for both of you. So, what are a few challenges you see happening in the nonprofit world today?
2: Well, uh, great question. There are big question. there are many, unfortunately, but uh, I'll let me highlight a few that I think uh, is important to the audience. Uh, first one is financial stability. Yeah. So many nonprofits face financial challenges, including fundraising difficulties, limited resources, and relying on unpredictable funding sources. Sustainability and diversification of funding streams are a challenge to so many. Nonprofits are the first responders to social challenges in our communities, and many are being pushed to the edge of survival, uh, particularly in light of the pandemic that's been going on and all the challenges and restructuring and changing of of focus that uh, they've been forced into. Mm -hmm. So financial stability is is certainly a big one. Next, I would say is what we refer to as performance measurement. Uh, Having a system that measures performance and demonstrates outcomes is critical to continued funding. Many organizations have good programs, but aren't able to quantify their impact because they don't have a performance measurement system in place. The next would be collaboration and partnerships. Partnerships are key in addressing big social problems, but forming and maintaining productive partnerships, not easy. And it can yeah. be very challenging. Right.
0: It can be really challenging.
2: resource sharing, goals alignment, giving up control. And communication <laughs> that can, uh, can all be very tricky <laughs> and <your> complicated. <laughs> uh, and this takes time and effort and patience and persistence. And then finally, I, I would say uh, one that we're very familiar with, and that's succession planning. Uh, the transition of leadership in a nonprofit organization, particularly with founders, can be difficult. Many organizations go into this process without a written plan or a good understanding of the impact leadership transition has on all aspects of the organization. Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like so much of what you just talked about, Brad, (laughs) really does flow over into the corporate world as well. Oh, sure. It does. All of these things need to be in place. I know for myself, as a business owner, I stepped into a business that's been quite around a long time, right? But, like, you know, my business partner had none of those things in place. So it's yeah. like, we're building all of this out now. And, and, and it is so important, e- even a business plan, like, like, how right. so many right. people don't even have that. And yeah. it's, it's like, you need that if you want money, I'm sure whether it's nonprofit or for profit, exactly. like all these little things, right? That, and, and I feel like, For so many of us, a lot of us business owners, it's like we love what we do, but we don't want to pay attention to all the little intricacies of the day to day that needs to be done on the back end. Yeah. You know, so like I can't even tell you how thrilled I am about what you're doing. (laughs) Well, you know, like. It's so exciting for all
2: businesses. uh, Every business, nonprofit and for profit, has what we call a life cycle curve. Yeah. And there are periods of growth and there are periods of decline. And it's important that you know where you are in your life cycle at any given time and what actions and resources and processes you need to have in place. So when you begin to see that decline, you can immediately react and um, move forward uh, and not and not sink the ship.
0: Right. Right. And I think that that's so important in for specifically with nonprofits is it's really difficult even to get training dollars to train your team to train, you know, even for directors, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the other piece of doing this show is that we can bring some of those resources to the table. Hopefully, you know, and talk about just like what Brad said like the life cycle curve and I remember the first time when I learned about that, that because I kept thinking, why, why can't we go from where we are to? I it's just like we get to this point where we can't like, why can't I hire people? Like, why? What's what's happening? And then I learned about the life cycle curve and thought, oh, we need to get this in place, just like you said, having a plan, mm-hmm. being able to know what the strategy is, and just being aware of what you need, just like a regular business, right. And so many times we as nonprofit leaders, we start because of a passion and, you know, you're passionate about it. And then then that's when you also then learn, as we've learned, that it's, it's like a business, too. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make sure you put some of these things in place. Right.
1: I, I feel like the biggest difference between profits and nonprofit nonprofit yeah. is really More of the structure and the fact that you need so many volunteers and things to like keep Mm -hmm. the cycles going. But I feel like even though nonprofits aren't selling something tangible, it it, it's like it's still that funding piece that is like both businesses. It's like it's always the funding. It is that keeps everything
2: floating
0: and it keeps everybody up at night.
2: It (laughs) it has to operate using business principles, right? And uh, I read a quote recently. A nonprofit is a tax status, not a business model.
0: Right. Um
2: so you have oh, that's to good. You have to recognize mm-hmm. that that's really that good. this is a business. Yeah. And uh the difference is is your focus is not on maximizing profits and shareholder value as it is maximizing your vision and mission.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. That is I
0: like That's that. really good. What's that quote again? <laughs> Now we got
1: bread on the Sorry, hot seat. Sorry, Cleveland. <laughs> We've got bread on the hot seat. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> See, it was so profound. It's, it it's was like, so if you did well, it was recorded, cannon. so
2: just watch the show and get it. Exactly. So <laughs> I just said, oh my gosh, that's really good. <laughs> 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 it wasn't even in the notes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those
1: little pieces of nugget, they just yes. pop yeah. in there. Uh, so. So what are the solutions do you see to navigate these challenges? Because I'm sure you well, have a slew I, of them yeah, after all these
2: years. Uh, and that really gets to the heart of our training and the things we're doing. I mean, for financial stability, it starts with having a sound fundraising plan, mm-hmm. which uh, recognizes all your costs, be them program costs or management and administrative costs. Understanding what your costs are, putting together a very solid fundraising plan. Um, and then you need to have a culture of inclusiveness in raising money. And fundraising should never be just one person's job. It's got to be everybody's job. And that includes your staff and as well as your board of directors. And uh, boards have a a responsibility to uh, help you hit that top line income that you're looking for. So fundraising is everybody's responsibility. For performance measurement, it's you, you just have to find a way to measure change, and that can be as simple as creating a short uh, before and after survey questionnaire, where you gather some data that you can look at and analyze, and use it to show your donors that you are creating change mm-hmm. in the work that you're doing. Um, for partnerships, I, I would say one of the first and most important things is to look for people that. Share your vision and mission and your values and uh, then start small and see how it goes. Uh, This way, if things don't work, then you can easily unravel things and uh, and and without creating a lot of difficulty. And finally, for succession planning, start early. Uh, We began this process two, two and a half years before our final end date was there. Uh, we engaged a consultant that specialized in succession planning. We had a committee put together that uh, really worked closely with our leadership team and our board, and uh, involves a lot of communication to all the affected parties. Try to minimize the surprises, and um, you know, let the plan work out and trust the plan. Mm-hmm.
1: And and let me ask you just a little bit, you know, about KBL and how your programming helps nonprofits. Like, what is it that you have set in place to help nonprofits move from each of those steps, you know, to ensure, hopefully, you know, God willing, a successful nonprofit? How does KBL fit into all of this?
0: So what we do and how this all fits in is that, so first of all, with raising money, for example, we teach them how to have donor conversations and being able to talk about their, you know, with their programs, what is the work that they are doing? Many times what we have found with many of the organizations we work with, they've been doing great work, but they haven't been able to quantify it. Mm -hmm. And so we help them in quantifying that. We help them to take a look at This is how you can measure what you've done. And so we help to give them tools and resources that they can actually put into practice. Mm -hmm. And then we also, we talk about, you know, Brad, you do that work, you do a class on being grant ready and how to be, how to get your organization ready for, you know, that process of writing a grant. Mm -hmm. If you are already writing grants, which we've had several organizations that have, but maybe they haven't been successful. And so we help to tweak that. And maybe it's the way that they're that they're doing their outcomes and their measurements and helping to tweak that up for them. Mm-hmm. We also have developed um, an activities, basically a tracker form that for activities that they can do every week to help them to continue to move forward. Because as a business owner, the nonprofit leader, and for many of us that You know, you go into a training or you get this idea, Think, do you have your plan for the year. Like we just started in January. Right. We all have our budgets. We have our plan. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And then. Something happens and it all we all get busy and -hmm. we all go in different directions. So it's so the tracker is activities that they can do at least. That they can take 30 minutes a day mm-hmm. to actively move forward, maybe it's reaching out to a donor, it's reaching out to a foundation. So we provide the tools necessary to be able to do that and to help them to see that by maybe changing and tweaking some things that they're already doing and to do it maybe a little bit different way mm-hmm. and then to really to stay focused. And, you know, as Brad was talking earlier, we all were kind of talking about this. Is that I'll never forget a consultant we worked with early on, and as we were growing, and you have to, as a leader, you have to get rid of, you have to always delegate. You have to delegate in order to move up, right? Right. And I remember he said, told us, "No money, no mission," right. and that was so drilled into my head. And I think that's one of the things with with KBL Impact Partners in our twelve week training is really to help them to see that they have to be focused
1: mm-hmm.
0: on that money aspect and to be able to do that, to be able to scale their impact. And it's all about helping to diversify their funding and taking a look at
2: that. And I, and I think I it's say, important that, that we try to help them see through the eyes of the donor
0: yeah. wh- or
2: the funder. What are they looking for? Right, right. Um, how do they want to be approached? What kind of connection is important to them? Mm -hmm. And then what kind of results are they expecting? Uh, Because we all know how important it is not just to find a donor, but then to retain the donor, Mm -hmm. to to get them to come back year after year after year. Um, So donor retention is a key part of this as well. And what is that long-term expectation? How do you engage them over time? Right. to keep them interested and involved. Because as you said earlier, there's nonprofits swarming every day mm-hmm. and the competition for resources is huge. Right, um, And, you know, preferences change over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, donor may like what you're doing for a few years, but then something else over here might look exciting to them and they, and they want to make that shift. So how do you keep them engaged over the long haul, I think is is important as well.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I just the other day I had a conversation with someone and they were in another city working with nonprofits and they shared with me, too, that they were talking about with um, with basically with donors that really having nonprofits look at them as investors mm-hmm. and being able to have a lens of an investor and, you know, a grant as, you know, an angel investor. So really taking a look almost from in a way that business lens mm-hmm. of how do you how can you be you know the the fiduciaries of that fund, funding and to be able to to really as brand was saying too to really develop that relationship mm-hmm. that they're in it with you right and the more that you can involve them and your investor in with what you're doing they're invested in you for a purpose and it may be for that, it's that social capital. It's making that difference within your communities. And so helping, I think, also with nonprofits to have a different lens and to look at things a little bit differently.
1: Mm-hmm. I always feel like when you take on an investor, you're... Getting into bed with
0: it. It's almost like starting a marriage. Well, it is. <laughs> you know? yeah. right? it's a relationship. Yeah. Right. And you're hoping to pray and praying. So
2: but, but the key <laughs> is, is to how to engage them to where they feel like they're a stakeholder. Right. You know? And not just writing checks. Right. But they are a stakeholder in your success and in the impact you're having in the community. And that's the point you you have to be moving towards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also with making a generational impact. So with an investor, to be able to think about, okay, do they have children? Right? So how can you involve them, that whole family? Mm-hmm. And really think of it as that long-term investment, that generational impact, and how it, it goes full circle both ways. Right. It helps the organization. That's also having the family to give to. Right. And with their generations. And so it's really, it's a balancing act Mm -hmm. for that executive director. Right. And it's really, um, it's all about relationships. It's all about building that and and keeping that for the long term. Yes. Mm
1: So believe it or not, we are coming up on break time.
0: Oh, my God. I know. I know. It goes so fast it when you're does. having so
1: much fun. So I, uh, as Kathy and Brad's honorary co-host today, uh, we are going to take a quick break because, you know, we need to pay the bills around here, too. So we will be back with you in just a moment. So stay tuned for more information. And uh, we'll be back with you shortly. Thank you.
2: Are you a nonprofit leader awake at night worrying about your organization's future? You're not alone. Did you know a staggering 30% of nonprofits don't survive past 10 years? Often it's a simple reality. No money, no mission. There is hope. At KBL Impact Partners, we understand the value of every dollar and every donor. Did you know 58% of donors are willing to give more if they know the impact of their donation? That's why we've created Frame Up for Funding, our exclusive 12-week program designed to empower nonprofit leaders like you. Learn how you can effectively communicate with donors and funders, demonstrating the lasting impact of their investments. Ready for a game-changing 2024? Visit kblimpactpartners.com today and schedule your complimentary consultation. Together, let's make your mission possible.
1: Everybody, welcome back to part two of Voices of Impact. I am the honorary co-host today, Melissa Coleman of the It's Your Business radio show and Sage Advice with Melissa. And we are here today. With the inaugural start of Voices of Impact with the hosts of the show, Kathy and Brad Lampert, welcome back to part two of your show. Thank you. Thank you. you. We just want to remind everybody, if you're just now joining us, we are airing here on My Genre Radio. Kathy and Brad's show will be every day at 2 p.m. Central. All you have to do is search your city through my genre and you'll be able to find the show at two o'clock. And then we're also on valuable television network. And that is from 4 PM central and then urban core television. That's 3 PM central. So they're in three different spots where they're going to be everywhere else eventually. So we are just getting up and running here, but So excited to uh, spend the second half of the show with you. Thank you. We we have shared so much information in the first half, how Voices of Impact is going to impact, Mm -hmm. you know, our local communities, our communities across the nation, and just what you and Brad have been doing all this time and how you're going to further impact people that are in the nonprofit world. And I will say, not being um, totally in the nonprofit world, there's a lot of nuggets here that are good for for profit as well. You know, we don't right. want yeah. you know for profit people to think that this is not a show that is not for them. Also, right, right. absolutely, yeah. So right. I, I think voices of impact carry to everyone. Absolutely, you know. Yes.
2: Well, social change has a wide audience. I know. Corporations, nonprofits, government sectors.
0: Right. Well, and I think even small businesses, there's mm-hmm. ways of uh, making social impact and aligning even with other nonprofits. Or there's ways of, you know, having um, with a cause-based marketing and doing even, you know, anything that mm-hmm. can help with uh, giving awareness to the community and what's happening and giving back. I exactly. think, is, yeah, I everybody know. can do that. I have goosebumps all over. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, like I, I'm. I'm
1: I I feel like I'm just in, you know, (laughs) the presence of such mightiness. I I mean, really what you and Brad have accomplished just in your careers and especially once stepping away from corporate America. I feel like that's where all the magic happens. Like, yeah, we we love the corporate side, but I feel like so many people that I have interviewed over the years, you know, were part of that corporate setting. And it's like you know, so many of us are going out on our own to really be that impact in our communities and do more amazing things. And, you know, I love how you're bringing like all of this together.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and I just, I, my, when you mentioned about that, this isn't just for nonprofits, right? It's for, for other businesses Mm -hmm. and so forth. Immediately what I thought about, I don't know why this flashed in my head (laughs) for But I remember that this was several years ago through Connections to Success. I remember getting a call from a mom and she said, I just wanted you to know, she said, our daughter and her friend did a lemonade stand. Entrepreneurial, right? Mm -hmm. A little budding entrepreneurial having a business. And she made, I think it was like $120 some dollars off of her lemonade stand that they did. But it was a lot of lemonade, like over a weekend or something. And they gave the proceeds, to connections to success. Oh, and I thought, amazing. isn't that wonderful? So it's even, you know, teaching your children. Um, but I just thought when you said that about a business, I'm like, you know, there was a budding entrepreneur right there mm-hmm. that took her funds and gave it back into the community. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just amazing. So stories like that. And other stories. And we want to hear from the audience, too, mm-hmm. that if people have stories they would love to share, we would love to hear them. Well,
1: let's take this opportunity to share. Do, do you have how they can reach you at this point? You know, Absolutely. I know this is like first show. And sometimes we don't always have all those things ready to go. But, you know, you've been doing this a long time. So I'm sure you've thought about all this.
0: <laughs> well, we have, well, we do have our website that people can reach us at KBL impact partners with an S mm-hmm. dot com. They can always reach us through there. They can have they schedule a meeting, complimentary meeting with us. They can also reach us by our email. And mine is Kathy at KBL Impact Partners dot com. Brad, mine is Kathy is Brad. with a K. Kathy, Kathy with a K, K. thank Kathy you. K. <laughs>
2: and Brad at Kblimpact dot com. So, right. so we'd love do. to hear from you.
0: Always reach us. We would love love to hear from people and share stories. And that's what it's really about.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Now, this is going to be so exciting.
0: So what's
1: happening with corporations and businesses in regard to social impact?
0: I love this question. Well, (laughs) you know, and there's really been a shift in the last few years. And I think several years we've we've seen um, how our consumers are really being, I think, a little bit more um, social conscious and social savvy of giving back Mm -hmm. and wanting to do business with companies that are making an impact in the community. You know, I think of Tom's Shoes. And, you know, when you buy a pair of Tom's Shoes, they give a pair. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I thought, I want to buy a pair of those shoes. Right. Because I know that they're giving another the pair of so shoes, too. They are great <laughs> shoes. Nice <laughs> little plug for Tom shoes. Um, but consumer, you know, the consumer expectations, I think, have really, you know, really the awareness is really out there for companies to really take note of that. Um, I think also investors access to capital. Investors today are looking at investing with companies that are in alignment with some environmental issues, right? Mm-hmm. They want to know. And just, I think of Melissa, your company with you know with Sage, that, you know, that's those like environmentally safe and everything, you know, what are the companies doing? And investors are looking at that. What are mm-hmm. they doing? And then the brand reputation and being socially responsible and with their actions enhances a company's You know reputation, and so companies are looking at the ways of how they're branding and creating a favorable image for themselves as well. And again, it goes back to what how they brand and the consumers and then investors. So it really all you know all ties in together. And then the other big area that I think probably since COVID, and you know we have the great resignation. And now it's really, you know, we're shifting again. And, you know, with COVID, we had, every, everybody was basically, you know, working from home, right? Mm-hmm. Then it went to hybrid mm-hmm. and it's still hybrid. I don't think we'll ever get rid of hybrid, but what's no. happening, you know, now you see some of these major corporations are saying, okay, you need to come in the office, right? And so that employee engagement piece, they're really trying to figure out how do they engage their employees. How do they retain them? How do they recruit? Them? Right. All those three things All, companies are having businesses, right. whether you're a small business, look at the hospitality industry, right? Mm-hmm. So they're looking at ways of how can we engage that younger workforce? And so really taking a look too, that you know, companies are looking having to, to look at social <clears throat> impact initiatives to boost morale to be able to, to give opportunities for their employees to give back? Mm-hmm. And also with team building, how can they as a team do something and to be involved in a community? So really, I think companies are taking that look to see how can we be more involved and our mm-hmm. employees be engaged. Many companies are hiring, you know, they're making that space of directors of social impact, um, social engagement. So, there's all different titles, but it's all in regard to making that social impact right. for the community. Right. So, there's big changes.
2: I Absolutely. don't know. Did I miss
0: any, Brad?
2: No, those are good.
1: Those are really good. <laughs> so, so, how do you see businesses aligning today with nonprofits? which I think this is so, amazing because I've heard you talk a little bit about it.
0: So. I'm, I'm very, very passionate about this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because as Brad was sharing about this earlier, you know, with the funding, our funding is shrinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the dollars, and I mean, our, our donors, investors are savvy also, right? Where right. they invest their money. So they're looking at ways and, and with the shift, what I just was saying, companies are looking How do we engage? How do we retain? How do we recruit employees? Nonprofits are having a difficult time of recruiting employees, getting Mm -hmm. being able to recruit them and retain them. Right. So there's a shift with this, with the I I really feel like it's that younger workforce. And so with aligning companies and nonprofits together, of being able to come together with a company that, let's say, for an example, their social impact, and where they want to realign is, let's say, with youth. And Mm -hmm. they really want to make a difference for youth. And also, they need a pipeline into their company, right? Mm -hmm. So then maybe they align with a nonprofit that also is youth-focused, and not just in giving, like sponsorships and those types of ways, but also with skill-based volunteering opportunities. Mm -hmm. And how companies can be able to really align with nonprofits and having their employees where they're passionate and their skills are and talents, be able then to, to align with the nonprofit. I hope I'm making sense with this. Uh, no, it
1: makes perfect sense. I mean, cause even the first time, I think we talked about it right. a little bit on <clears throat> business. It's like, it, it gives that nonprofit, that volunteering yes. of right. hands, because right. that is such a huge piece of the nonprofit world. In addition to funding, it's, you know, all the volunteers you need Absolutely. to make everything run.
0: Well, you know, and you think of, um, for example, even the board that you're on with Gateway to Dreams, mm-hmm. right? That let's say a company would say we'll come and we, our marketing department, our marketing team for this next six months, we'll take over and do your marketing for you. Mm-hmm. You know what a difference that would make? Huge. <laughs> Absolutely. Huge, right? I mean, right. And there's and that organization wouldn't be able to pay, if you will, even market value, yes, for that. But that gives purpose again. With employees from a company that is in that marketing, they are working together, mm-hmm. or maybe it's one person that's uh, that says, "I would, ta- I would love to take this on." The company maybe would give them, you know, what we'll give you, you know, an hour a week or whatever it is to volunteer for that organization. And oh, by the way, you know what, for every hour that you volunteer, we will also give X amount of dollars to that organization, Mm -hmm. right? So if they volunteer, for example, 10 hours, then it's $50, they'll get maybe $500 for that. Which is amazing. So there's all different ways that companies and businesses can help nonprofits, especially with this shortage, we hear every day, I get every day from nonprofits, do you know of someone that's for that, you know, would be great in development, Mm -hmm. where, you know, we just lost our development director and, you know, different key positions. So there's a role that businesses can play marketing.
2: Marketing, Te- technical support,
0: mm-hmm. and providing transitional job opportunities. And, anyway, you know, right? We've talked about this, yeah. Which is with on my list. small businesses mm-hmm. that may be having a hard time getting employees or to hire someone to do, for example, like packaging and shipping. And if they're a small business, what a great opportunity right. to align with an old nonprofit. That would also be focused on helping people get back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Maybe coming from a challenging background, but being able to help provide training and then matching with a small business to be able to provide on the job training opportunity. Right. The business wins, the nonprofit wins, that individual wins. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So I have
1: another question that just popped into my mind, but how important, and I'm asking this to you, even though I, I kind of know the answer, but how important is it to really have that board behind you Good also, question. also aligned with you? Because, you know, I've learned so much about how you need to build out that board and the yes. pieces that you need on that board to also support right the nonprofit.
2: You know, the, the board is an integral part of the organization and how it functions Uh, from just their commitment to the governance, the fundraising piece, but also what they can do within their own companies Mm -hmm. to bring those resources to the nonprofit as Kathy was talking about. Maybe it's marketing or technical support or whatever. Um, Engaging their companies with the nonprofit is key in their role as board members. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, and I think also, and I'm thinking, I'm going back to the life cycle curve again, because I think there's stages of a nonprofit for the board. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of a nonprofit, a grassroots organization, your board members are really going to be working members Mm -hmm. and helping them to engage other volunteers. So being able for them to help resource that. As your nonprofit continues to go up that life cycle, your board needs to shift a little.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you may start off with a board that is all hands-on, that's a working board, but then as they get funding, that funding, then they're able to hire staffing right. for some of those key volunteer positions. Mm-hmm. Then as that continues to go, their board then needs to also shift to maybe get some people from a corporation on the board, mm-hmm. or maybe it's somebody with technology company that's, Maybe technology is what is needed, mm-hmm. so you really have to take a look at each stage of the nonprofit to find out what are the needs, where are they? what is this that this board can really help to the bottom line, the way our nonprofits are set up on a hundred year system the I mean the buck stops with the board right 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 they're the fiduciary of the organization, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's a tricky place for a founder to be in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that really well,
1: right? Absolutely, right? right. Absolutely, right? No, I, I, you know, it was told to me when I sat and met with somebody that, you know, that your board should also represent who you're serving. That's either. right. You know, because yep, not mentioning names and all of that. Like our board was primarily all women, but we're like representing the whole community. That's right. And it was told that we needed to have everybody represented on there. great. Right. So, yes. yes. Even,
2: even to the point of having a participant that right. has gone through your program on your board.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So a constituent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is on your board to have that voice because it's really important. Mm
1: -hmm. And and let me ask you, because I I know how important the boards are. Is that something for anybody that's listening to us today that might be thinking about a nonprofit or in the beginning stages? Does the board need to be fully built out before you start? Or can you start without that board being fully filled?
2: I think it's I think it's
0: That's a, a loaded question. I, know, well,
2: I mean it's really a work in progress yeah. like, like everything else. I mean obviously your your bylaws and your articles of incorporation requires you to set up a board. You need to have at least three people on the board, mm-hmm. a president, a secretary, and a treasurer. Um, but then you go from there yeah. mm-hmm. and you you really begin to look at uh as you Again, back to the life cycle. As you move up that life cycle, what should the primary role and function mm-hmm. of the board be? Mm-hmm. And it changes over time. Um, and uh, so, no, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a fully built out board right. when you first start.
0: No, and it can be friends and you, family you know, that are on your board at first.
2: You don't want to come out of the gate with twenty board members, yeah. um, but you want to keep in the back of your mind that. Boards are key to your success and sustainability. Mm -hmm. So don't don't put them in the background as as just something that the IRS requires that we have an independent board. Right. They have to be at the table and stakeholders in your success.
0: Right. And I remember like early on, we had a mentor, Reverend Jerry Paul, that um shared with us a key component key thing of a board meeting, for example is to always have a mission moment.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he said, always begin your meeting with a mission moment. And from that point on, we always did. And so much sense. it does, because some of your board members may not be able to come to some of the meetings or celebrations or whatever it is your organization is doing. And so to be able to have that mission moment and to have maybe someone in come and that's been impacted, maybe it's a volunteer that has volunteered, but a story that can really show the impact of the work that is doing and really make that mission come alive. I think that's been a really key component.
2: The more they know about what you're doing, the more help they can be to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period.
0: Which makes sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. I and mean, they have to be passionate about your organization. Yes. Not just checking off a box, like, okay, I'm on this board, check. <laughs> right. Right. They really do, you want board members that are passionate, mm-hmm. They really care about whether it's environmental, maybe it's the animals, maybe it's youth, adults, whatever it is. You want them to be passionate. Mm-hmm. That passion you can't teach. You yeah. can teach them and show them how to, you know, about the work that you're doing. But you can't teach the passion. That no. passion has no. to come from their heart. Right, right. right. But you can exude that.
1: Within your absolutely. Business. Sure.
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I,
1: I had a gentleman on the It's Your Business Radio show and he really talked about that with a client that like when you walked in to their office, like you felt it. You like, could you, feel that you knew the vision, right. you knew the mission, and
0: and all of
1: the people in there right. were expressing that as well. So
0: And that's part of the culture yes. too, right? Yes. yes. That's another thing we talk about is is your culture like mm-hmm. any business Yeah. and that nonprofit and that was really big with us is that when people walked in we wanted them to feel yes
2: and we, <laughs> we talk about how important it is for people to know your why
0: mm-hmm. why are yeah. you
2: doing what you're doing and the goal is then to make your why become their why
0: right right
2: and when you've accomplished that then you have a real partner it's going to walk beside you And it's going to help you move those mountains.
1: See, sales is part of nonprofit. See, it
2: is. Yes, it is. It is. It
0: is. Definitely.
1: It's all your mission and your vision. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And you want them to invest. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, So let me, I think we did. I asked you about businesses aligning. Right. Okay. I was losing track because we've been talking about so many great things today. Um, How important is social return on investment to donors donors. and funders today? That is a good one.
2: I like that You know, uh, probably 10 years ago, we were in a strategic planning retreat and the facilitator asked us, what's your return on investment? And I thought for a minute, we're a nonprofit. We're we're not about maximizing profits. We're about vision and mission. And he said, no, you have to have a return on investment if funders are going to be serious with you. Mm -hmm. So I've learned the significance of having what we term a social return on investment, uh, which really answers the question, are you making a difference? Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. Funders increasingly want to know that their donations are having an impact. And a survey uh, many years ago found that 58% of donors say they would give more if they knew the impact that their Mm -hmm. donations were having, which drives home this idea of change. Uh, Impact is change, and change is measured by outcomes. Great programs produce strong outcomes, uh, which can be measured and reported to funders, like we talked about earlier with performance measurements. Mm -hmm. And uh, many organizations mistake outputs for outcomes. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a financial literacy program with 10 people and they complete the class. That would be an output. But not an outcome because it really doesn't show any change or impact on the person other than they attended a class.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: so however, if seven of those ten opened a checking account as a result of the training, that would be an outcome. That would be a change, an impact. or maybe six of the ten had an increase in their credit score because of of a credit improvement plan that they put in place. So this is where organizations have to move towards is showing that they're causing change and impact in those they're serving. And that's really what we mean by social return on investment.
0: That's powerful. Really powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this was so, oh, no, wow. so fast. So absolutely. you think we can do this? <laughs> oh, you can absolutely do this. I, I literally cannot wait. So let's, Take this opportunity for you both to share one more time how everybody reaches you, who you've got coming up on your next show, and then we'll
2: say
1: right. the and
0: thank yous and all that fun stuff. Sure. So you can reach us um, at, on our website at kblimpactpartners.com mm-hmm. an and also by email kathy at kblimpactpartners.com. And Brad at kblimpactpartners.com. Yes.
1: Kathy with a K and a Y. Kathy with a K
0: and a Y. (laughs) And if you would like to call, you can also reach us at 314-359-2524. One more time. 314-359-2524. Fabulous.
1: Well, I have to say, it's been a pleasure being here with both of you. Did you want to add one more thing? Well, I guys? just wanted to, uh, oh, talk yes, we've
2: about, got to talk about. Uh, guests. We, uh, we're going to be doing more than just talking each week ourselves. We're going to be bringing people on yes. Yes. that we consider real change agents in this whole social change movement that we're a part of. So, next week, our guest is going to be Erica Williams. Erica is the founder
0: and yes, CEO
2: of an awesome organization here in St. Louis called a Red Circle, and they are a nonprofit serving North St. Louis County, uh, addressing racial equity challenges. So you are going to enjoy Erica. She has a wonderful story and her organization. We've known Erica now for about two, two and a half years. Her organization is is growing, growing phenomenally uh, with new uh initiatives underway and uh we're excited for her to come on and share with you what she's doing and to inspire you to want to do more yourselves
0: absolutely and just she's a great innovator and so doing some things with urban farming and just Mm -hmm. the innovation of what she's doing in um, community Place-based work is amazing.
1: Yes, yes. No, I'm excited for you. Uh, thank you again for thank trusting you. me thank to you. be your
0: honorary
1: co-host with both of you today. I, I see nothing but amazing things for this show.
0: We're and excited. Very excited. Thank you for all of us. So, thank you. Thank you so much thank for this you. opportunity. Yes, oh, a blessing. It really is.
2: Thank you for joining us on today's enlightening episode of Voices of Impact. Remember, each one of you has the power to make a difference in this world. With the KBL Impact Partners team of over 75 years of experience in the nonprofit and corporate sectors, we are with you on this journey. We stand ready as more than advisors. We are partners and mentors committed to your vision for a better tomorrow. It's about creating solutions that resonate with your unique mission with a dedication to personalized attention that brings out the very best in your organization. If you're ready to take your organization to the next level, visit KBLImpactPartners.com to schedule your complimentary consultation. Ignite your impact, amplify your vision, and elevate your mission to lead the social movement. This is Voices of Impact with KBL Impact Partners, where your mission fuels our dedication to social impact. Until next time, let's continue to be the inspiring voice of change in our communities and beyond.